This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to The Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, my co-host, Jared Mark. G'day, Chris, and happy birthday. Thank you so much. Yes, we're recording this uh, not on Sunday like normal uh, because of circumstances. Instead, we're recording it on that day of the year that only exists once every four Leap year, that's me. I am a, a leap year baby. So, what sort of special things have you done? Um, well, yesterday we went to the most delicious pizza place on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's in the uh, hometown I grew up in, uh, which is in uh, Laverne, California. Oh. And it's, it's called Warehouse Pizza. And I am it's not a warehouse one. full of pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they first when it was uh, first opened, it was like a Quonset hut. I mean, it was it was a warehouse, and yeah. then it burned down, oh. <laughs> and uh, or they had Whoops. a fire, and they they rebuilt and put it into a proper building uh, at the same location. Oh, um, but they've been there for I mean, as long as I remember growing up there, and uh, it's just never has failed on the quality of the pizza. And what makes it so good? Well, I am not one of these uh, New York style pizza people. I hate New York floppy pizza. pizzas. Floppy well, it's pizza. floppy pizza with barely any sauce, barely any cheese, and uh, more to the point, they cook the pizza usually as cheese first, and then they throw the toppings on, and then when you order it, they throw it back in the oven for a couple of minutes to warm it up. That's that's crap to me. Oh, um, really? All right. And I, I don't like having to taco a pizza. I don't know if you taco know taco a pizza. Taco pizza, that means you, you grab it by the back crust, you put your finger on it, and you fold it in half. And you have to do that with a New York style because otherwise it flops. Yeah, so right. Okay. Re- Gotta give it a bad rigidity. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then you take a bite onto it, and basically now you've created a funnel for all the grease to just pour out of it. And, and uh, yeah. Um, we have these, uh, we actually do have a chain of um, pizza places here called New York Slice. Mm-hmm. And they're the big, massive, floppy pizza slices. And they're only good if you're hungover. Right. Yeah. Which is maybe why all those pizzas are, you know, happy in New York. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For when uh, you're staying out really, really late, you know. But, uh, yeah. no, the the kind of pizza I like, and I think I heard it as Naples style. It's basically what your Domino's style is, where it's a big, thick crust on the back. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a little more rigidity to it. But, anyway, what this place does is they put – their sauce is fantastic. Yeah. It's kind of a, it kind of airs on the sweeter side. Um, yeah, right. Thick layer of cheese, the ton of topping on top of it, whatever you do, and it's totally integrated, melted into the cheese. It's really good. And then, but the most important thing for me is the back crust. It's almost a bread. It's very doughy and squishy mm. and, and yeasty and good. And good. And the best part about it is the next day when you eat it again, you know, because you, we usually order enough so that we have leftovers, of course. Um, yeah. The bread hasn't turned into this solid hunk of rock. Because there's very little grease 
in this particular bread. It's not a greasy pizza. It's a very mm. doughy pizza. And so it stays nice and soft. So if you eat it cold, tastes fantastic. If you throw it in the microwave, still tastes fantastic. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I'm fine with the Costco pizza since we're on pizza. The Costco pizza here, at least. Yeah, it's it's okay for what it is. It's so cheap compared mm-hmm. to the other pizza places we have here in Australia. But I find that it really benefits from a bit of a um, session in a sandwich toaster. So not okay. a jaffle maker, but like one of those like dual contact sort of um, cooking surface things. Yeah, we we call those broiler ovens. What what's a jaffle maker? What? A, a jaffle a jaffle maker. What the so hell is that? A jaffle is um, a Bread, it's basically a sandwich, but instead of just having it flat toasted in a um, broiler, as you call it, yeah, it's actually got a um, a pattern plate on it, which okay. sort of, as you, what you do is you butter both sides of the bread, of right. course, and you slam it inside the jaffle maker. Yeah. And what it does is it crimps everything together and yeah. locks everything in, so it steams the inside contents. Okay. And also puts perforations and cut marks into the bread. Okay, so it's almost like a, it's really crusty and really good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yum yum. What do you call those over there? Uh, well, at first I was going to call it a panini press, but then when you said it seals the edges um, like that, I don't know what they call them. They they always had them at the county fair, and you know people could put dough and then jelly in the middle, and then you got pastries, or you put you know make grilled mm. cheese sandwiches that are you know sealed and and cut and stuff. Um, I have mm. no idea what we would call those other than a maybe it's just a toasted cheese sandwich. Maybe that's what you call it. Maybe yeah, I'm not sure. But mm. jaffle. Never heard of that word before. Jaffle. 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 I'd like yeah. a jaffle and some shrimp. Um, a, a shrimp jaffle. A shrimp jaffle. That'd Almost be pretty, Foster's pretty deluxe. Wait, wait, you people don't actually drink Foster's. Uh, poor me for Forex. People don't drink that either. Oh, no. It's, <laughs> it's horrible stuff. <laughs> I live in the in the city that produces that beer. Um, I was going to say, isn't, and- that, the, isn't each... Uh, Region of Australia have its own signature beer, and that's that's yours. They tend to, yeah. They they do tend to have their own sort of beer. Um, we unfortunately have Forex, um, <laughs> and um, I, all the southern states have a really good beer, like Victoria and I think Adelaide have James Squire, um, and over in Perth they've got um, Little Creatures, which is a great like mainstream beer. Uh, manufacturer. Um, the, the thing is, they're all owned by a couple of conglomerates, anyhow. So, well, um, welcome to know. the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we were talking about last episode with the seven seven people who own all the entertainment ventures yeah. in the world. It's pretty ridiculous, right? Pretty much. Yep. Everybody's owned by everything. Yeah. Um. Terrible. <laughs> hey, so uh, I'm wearing. Um, I'm just before we go on to actual topics. How long we've we been talking now? About ten minutes about jaffles and pizza, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, because we we never talk about snacks on our. We on have the not talked about snacks in some time. No, we have not. Yeah, that's right. So I think it's. I think we've met our snack quota. But there we go. The other thing that the, the other thing that um I think is worth noting is I, I put an order through Think Geek, um, mm-hmm. which is American based. You guys probably know yep. about that. And I decided to choose a random shirt of awesomeness and have a look which one they sent me. Yes, it's your periodic table of bacon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so barium, cobalt, and N. I don't know what the N is. Nitrogen, Nitrogen probably. Yeah. 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 So there you go. It's a pretty cool shirt and it's very bacon. apt because bacon is my favorite breakfast cereal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. Why not go on a on a tangent? So I was watching this thing and they were talking about <laughs> bacon. 
Oh, the tangents. <laughs> we'll get to pinball eventually, people. There's not mm. much to talk about, but so you know, here we go. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, what they were saying was that how back in the late '70s, early '80s, uh, bacon was a nothing product, right? Really? Well, it was. It 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 was basically almost the last thing that you used on the pig. Um, sure, it was used for breakfast, but that was it. Nobody used it for anything else, and it wasn't a huge seller. We were selling it dirt cheap to third world countries, you know, basically as their meat source. Um, wow! And it, it just had zero cachet, right? But everybody mm. liked bacon, sure. But it was just you know breakfast, and so they were trying to figure out how to. Put some lipstick on the pig. (laughs) (laughs) Nice turn of phrase. Um, Yes. And so they decided that what they need to do was they need to start convincing the uh, restaurateurs that, hey, you can use bacon for other things. Bacon is not a breakfast only food. Back then it was, though. See? So all of a sudden it was, well, sure, add bacon to a salad and sure, add bacon to a potato. But that still wasn't like, it was still just a condiment. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It was a what side. you base the meal around, yeah. what you, you know, integrated, fused it into stuff. It wasn't a core protein, as they'd say in the chef. Right, world. right. Yeah. And so finally, what turned it around was when they started putting bacon on burgers. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden it was, and, and, and because all the fast food restaurants that were doing it, hey, bacon's cheap. We can do this. And yeah, it's a very, it's, a, it's an upsell. Right. Because, oh, would you like bacon? 50 cents extra. You right. Know? And no so worries. once they convinced the fast food restaurants that, hey, this is a good idea. Well, then it started creeping into your mainstream restaurants. Well, now once mm-hmm. they're ordering the bacon, it was like, well, what else can we do with the bacon? Suddenly bacon yeah. is being put into all sorts of main dish meals and becoming an essential ingredient. And all of a sudden your fillets are getting wrapped in bacon and, you know, all, all this. Next thing you know, the price of bacon is... Going up, up, way up higher and higher. And then you get to the point where we are today, where it's just like, yeah, you've got this whole industry around bacon. 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 Yeah, Yeah, really. Like, like this shirt is just one of those things. Like, there's a movement out there. People just have a thing about bacon. And it's um, one of their passions. And I think that's a wonderful passion to have. (laughs) Um, So are we saying that Stern's next pin should be bacon the pinball? Yeah, bacon. Yeah, making bacon, you could call it. Make- <laughs> it sounds like an sounds like an Angelo table. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, big, big juicy melons, making bacon. Coming soon to Stern. <laughs> there would be sausage on the table. Oh wait. Um, so- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much innuendo, so little time. <laughs> Hey, uh, we just had our uh, February tournament of the month. Yeah. Where we played uh, Starship Troopers and Cactus Canyon and Space Shuttle. Eh. And um, I'll say why the ugh in a minute. And uh, what was that final table? Oh, yeah. um, Taxi. Taxi. So here's the funny thing is we picked Space Shuttle to be in our tournament, and what table pops up in Farsight's tournament? Space, Space yeah, Shuttle. Right. Yeah, I saw that. And then somebody posted <clears throat> that they, of how many times Space Shuttle has been in Farsight's tournament. I think it hold, it, it's got the most out of any of the oh. other table. Um, it's just this ever-present <clears throat> hideous table that I cannot score well on to save my life. <laughs> you would like it if you if you got into the flow of it. It's a really fun game when you get in the flow of it. Yeah, I... I uh, 
I don't know what it is about the table that I, it doesn't matter how many attempts I try on it. It'll be maybe one out of 20 plays that'll have a good game. And by good game, I mean, maybe I'll hit 4 million. Um, I cannot for the life of me get a really strong score on that table. And I'm being careful and trying to catch the ball and nudging like crazy and trying to avoid the, you know, the bad pitfalls and everything. And just, it eats me alive every single time to the point that (laughs) in this tournament, I even got beat by Montana Frank on it. Now, for those of you that play uh, pinball arcade and play our tournament, Montana Frank is a, a wonderful guy who has really appreciates the pinball community, but he has readily admitted that he's not the best player in the world, <laughs> yeah. especially on a DMD table. Yeah. Now, special not being a DMD, it's just being a uh, alphanumeric. Uh, I think that falls more into his wheelhouse, and he gave me the what for and defeated me in my own group. Gave you a caning. Yes. Yeah. And he yeah. did the same thing to me on taxi. <laughs> so All right. I got, I got, um, I got pummeled twice by Montana Frank. Um, so good on you. And good uh, on you, Montana. that, that dumped me down to 17th place <laughs> for, I don't for think I overly well either. No, so I don't think you did either. I think you were like 12th. Terrible. I had a terrible round. I just really dislike Cactus Canyon as a game. And I'll explain, this is my, out of that set of tables, Cactus Canyon is my least favorite. And these are the reasons why. Number one, it comes down to a polish thing in TPA and on mobile, it's probably the worst looking table um, in the collection. Uh, The reason being is that half of the flashes aren't wired in, so they don't even work. Um, And, the table itself is just really sort of flat. The ramps are really non-opaque. Um, sorry, they're opaque, so you can't see through them. And it blocks off so much of the mm-hmm. play field. Um, and BART, or the moving the moving um, sort of head assembly, is off-center. So when you're... When you hit the thing, it, like, moves in this really unnatural, out-of-alignment way. It's not like it would on the table at all. Mm-hmm. And it just looks horrible. It looks just really rushed the, the table and it's got nothing that really excites me. I, I don't like the fact that the ramps are pretty much only like with the exception of that right ramp, you pretty much have to shoot the, the left ramp from the right flipper. You can't backhand it. No, you can't. Um, so you really, you have to shoot from that right flipper and that it takes away the options for me when I play the game and I just don't like it. I don't know either. Have you actually played one in real life? Oh, yeah. You, with the... the I played the, that the and the hole. Cactus Canyon continued. I played both versions. Okay. So tell me, that assembly, the 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 mine where you shoot the mm-hmm. lock, that should stop balls from going in it when it's fully down, right? When it's fully like down... It should it, be a barrier. Yes. When it's fully down, it should stop the ball from going in. And it should only let the ball go in when it's fully raised. Right. No, no. Right. It, basically, what it what it kind of comes down to is well, I mean, first you have you have to be able to get a ball in there. Okay, um, yeah. it's just it won't go in so easy right off the bat. Um, okay, so it's got to be a little more. So because I mean, how else are you going to unlock it? Right, you've got to unlock it. Well, it's it's got a sensor in the play field that when you hit that area, it detects that the um the balls hit it. It's got an eddy sensor in there. I think. Okay, so maybe it is so, you have to hit it first once 
and then that'll raise it up enough that the next time the ball will go in. Yeah, but it's actually got three stages to it. Yes. I don't understand that. In TPA, you can shoot that the lock with the thing all the way down, and it'll just go straight through. Yes. And it's like it defeats. Yeah, it is, the that is unrealistic. And I'll, and I'll tell you something because the way I played mm-hmm. in TPA, it is shoot the mine all day, every shot. Um, a lot um, of times that if, if I'm going for so boring and it gets boring because the, and this is where the unbalanced scoring is on this table and where the software clearly needs to be updated, which is bring yeah. it up to, to cactus can you continue standards because the only way to get a good score on that is to raise your multiplier. Yeah. And get this ridiculous in the ball bonus. Yes. That's, that's like sometimes only, bigger than the score. Oh, sometimes it's like, that's the key. Is uh, there's mm, been times that is when, how you score. That is how you score. I mean, there's been times when I've had three million points prior to uh, end of ball bonus, and then after I my end of ball bonus would be like twenty five million. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, like, it, it, it's way off balanced. And yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Cactus Canyon continued uh, caps your multiplier. Um, right no, now it's it. ninety nine. I think it caps it at like five. I mean, it really becomes an issue of don't even bother for it. That's not where your points are anymore. Yeah. Um, so it, it it helps on that aspect. The other thing about playing it in real life is shooting the mine is so much more difficult, and it's not what you want to do. Um, I, whereas in the, What's the case, strategy it's, it's, it's in real life, and I can hit it just like left and right. In real life, it's yeah. all about the ramps, actually. Um, you all oh, right? Okay. And the ramps are so much easier in real life than they are in TPA. In TPA, I just the, can't get a ramp. shot. The middle ramp is very easy to hit in TPA. Yeah, it is. It, it's well, yeah, it is pretty. Easy. I really don't have a good time with the ramps at all in that game. Even the center ramp, I have trouble hitting. And I think basically it's because I don't play the game that much because I just really dislike it. It's just yeah, visually I, I, unappealing. There's nothing about it. I, I actually go to it at all to play. It's just I, I will play the. I will shoot the center ramp. I avoid the side ramps at all cost. Um, mm. I mean, it's more about just if I get happen to get lucky and they go up at yay. But otherwise, I I completely avoid them. Um, my complaint with yeah. the TPA version is the lighting. Um, now I'm I'm approaching oh, right. it from the PC with DX11 as opposed to what you're dealing yeah. with, and which is zero <laughs> lighting. <laughs> This is a problem they have that with the dynamic lighting. Yes, it looks cool. And yes, it is reflected uh, or, or it, I guess you must say it is interactive or whatever. But the problem is, is that the light yeah. doesn't throw far enough. So yeah. in the back, Bart, you should be able to see him clearly when, when the table is lit. Even in a fully dark environment, and there's plenty of photos on the internet, and I've actually forwarded them to uh, Farsight before. They actually, I did it during when they were doing the DX11 beta. But I showed pictures of Bart, and I also did it with uh, uh, Champion Pub, which, by the way, will be this week's uh, Table of the Week. Um, oh, that's I like that game. Um, it's- but the boxer is not lit at all either, and both of them should be lit, much like Rudy is lit in Funhouse. Now the difference spots on it. Well, but that's just it. In in Funhouse, there's actually spots aimed at him. On Cactus Canyon and uh, Champion Pub, there are no direct spots aimed at them. It's all the ambient light that gets there. Uh, But because the throw of the light isn't far enough, isn't far enough, it never reaches those figures. So we just get these black figures. The the other thing is the 
the stand-up targets that pop up for the gunfight? Yeah. Well, there's an insert right in front of those stand-ups, right? Yeah. That's that light from the insert should be lighting the stand-up also. The stand-up. It should be reflected in. Instead is half the time I can't even tell that the stand-up is actually up. I'm I I have to more look at oh is the insert lit than is the stand-up popping up. And there should be light being cast onto those inserts. So I think there's a problem with the lighting program in that light does not travel. It travels out, but it does not travel up. It could also be that there's some some of the textures they've got mapped aren't actually reflective textures. Yes, so I do. I think the things that would drop targets, they're not probably something that would typically reflect light because there's generally not something so close to them um, in front of them. Like uh, normally with a drop target, um, if you hit it, it'll be down, but the light will be on. Yeah. Whereas these, because they're like like spot targets essentially that pop up in the play field, it's the reverse functionality. So they probably, Farsight probably don't have a texture map on the drop targets to actually cast light or yeah. allow light to be reflected off them. And I'd say it's probably the case with all the um, like the the figures and the features in the um, in the tables you're talking about as well. Uh, they're probably going, oh, well, like they will be just one big 3D model. So mm-hmm. for them to actually put a map over that, they would actually like not really absorb light, but actually attract the light to it. That's probably something that at the time when they were making those tables, that's something that just couldn't fit into the schedule. I'd say it's well, probably not as trivial as we ever probably making out to do to actually put on flat surfaces, pretty easy, right? Because it's yeah. just a flat surface, but on yeah. a full 3D modeled surface, that'd be pretty hard to actually map. There are a couple of issues that I feel that to me, the lighting that, that was done with for the dynamic lighting, it was more like the lighting was put through a code. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't, it didn't have, nobody ever went through and then looked at it specifically and went, oh, that looks right. That looks wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it would, it would benefit them greatly. It's like, you come on guys, you have these tables here, you know what they look like, you know what you should be able to see in a dark room and you need to replicate that. And, and again, or you just go on Google search for the, 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 Look at the images. images Look at how they, IMDb. how they photograph. Yeah. You know, mm. so there's, there's that issue um, because there were some tables initially and I, I haven't, I, I probably should go back and look and I haven't, I kind of, I guess have resolved myself to the idea that, Hey, these tables are the way they are. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting changes, but now there's in uh a couple of individuals up at Farsight who were back to attacking these tables and trying to make them look as good as possible. So it's like, maybe it is time to revisit some of the stuff, but I remember oh, I think it's always, yeah, it's always worthwhile just sort of poking the, poking the yeah. horse, essentially going, yeah. prodding the horse, going, oh, you, you remember this? Um, right. It's probably time to go through them. But I remember there was um, certain tables when they were first doing the beta with DX 11, where, things were glowing that had no right to glow. And I mean, <laughs> and I, and, and I remember specifically it was on, uh, I want to say it was attack from Mars. It was one of the most egregious, but when you went to plunge the ball and you could see the front cabinet mm. letters and stuff were glowing as if they were lit. It's like, there oh. are no lights down there. So it was just this overall pass of, Hey, I think if it's kind of getting this highlight, it should glow, you know, because of a light. And it, it was really kind of annoying. So there was, there was that, like I said, they they need to go through and do the human touch because there's also uh-huh. certain inserts, and I, I'm trying to think of which table it was that we played fairly recently. Um, 
that you shot the same lane five times, basically, right? And there was a, a light that would lit all five times. But when you went to that final light, it never glowed nice and brightly, and all the other lights now glowed dim. So it was like they forgot to do a final art pass on that last insert, and it reverted right. back to what the DX9 or the you know non-dynamic lighting version looked like. Yeah, um, and there's there's occasionally I've seen inserts here and there where like, hey, how come that one's not glowing like it should? You know, yeah. nice and bright. It doesn't have that bloom to it that you would normally have from like a a light in a a, right. a low light situation, right? Right. And yeah. then the other thing that is still an issue, and on some tables it's really bad, um, just uh, for whatever reason. But the ball, and and since we have the thing ball, so you can actually control the ball and put it where you want it and actually hold it in place. You put a yeah. ball over the top of an insert that's lit. Yeah. Well, in the natural world, <laughs> the light you would, would actually be, get a reflection. You get a reflection on the bottom half of the ball, right? Yeah. In TPA world, that reflection is on the top of the ball. So oh, if really, say, yeah. So let's say it's a <laughs> let's say it's a purple insert. Well, now you have the top of the ball glowing purple. It makes mm, no sense whatsoever. That should be pretty easy to fix. Like that should just be. Oh yeah, we just need to invert that that map basically. You would think, but. I don't know. Um, it's one of those things that I guess, again, we could if just I take, keep on bringing it up. You should just screenshots have... and stuff. It, it probably would be helpful to show. Yeah, that's what you probably need to do. And I don't know how you do that on PC. I'm sure there's a way you can actually take a screenshot oh, pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, it's called F12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> screenshot <laughs> and trim it. And trim it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I found something. Um, so on mobile, on the subject of lighting and, and graphical effects. So mobile, well, Android, because uh, I think it's been on iOS for a fair while. But Android now has um, ball shadows on the play field. And it's really quite, quite amazing. Just what a difference that small thing sure. makes. It really gives a ball sort of weight on the playfield and makes it look like it's interacting much more than it did before. Um, but there's some strange behavior um, with the shadows. So, like when the shadow if, appears on something that's higher than the ball. No, no, this is <laughs> oh. not something like that. This is um, the shadows. <laughs> like if the ball drains, um, the shadow, its ghost, is sort of left just before the out hole. <laughs> so it hangs around just before the out hole. And if you've got a um, um, a shadow, like say you've got a, a launch lane, so when you plunge the ball and it goes up a rail or a habit mm-hmm. rail to mm-hmm. like, bring it onto the play field, it will leave the shadow uh, for the ball just at the point where the rail like slopes up. Okay. So. <laughs> there's a few tweaks that need to be made to how that works. I'll probably need to tell um, Flippy Floppy about that. Yeah. Um, Flippy Floppy is, um, for those who don't know, is, is sort of helping out Bobby now with the tuning. So he's getting some lessons from Bobby on how to actually do the tuning. Um, it's making really good progress too. So I should probably point those out to him so he can have a little look um, yeah. at, uh, at tweaking them. Hey, so Jared, um, we... I'm going to shift gears here. The uh, the T-shirt sales, we had mentioned that what we were going to do with the profits there was uh, apply them back into the blockade for certain purposes, and I think you have an update about that. Yeah, sure do. Yeah, you're right. We were going to reinvest um, back into the podcast again, and we've done it. So I've uh, purchased a domain called blockadepinball.com, and we're going to uh, well, I'm going to set that up as a um, the canonical site where you can go to um, 
and see the episodes that we've done, all the summaries and everything like that. And you'll start to see when that website becomes live that we're not going to be putting the full episode descriptions in Shout Engine, um, our hosting provider anymore. We'll just be putting a link to the blog um, post and then you can go to that to get more information about the show. And likewise, probably in the forum too, um, we might actually just um, create a new post uh, but actually link off to the blog post rather than repeating ourselves. Um, exactly. Basically, we're trying to make this the uh, the go-to site for all things Blockade. That's um, right. And, uh, and rather than having it be scattered to the wind with all these different areas of, of people trying to, you know, oh, well, I don't like Pinball Arcade fans, so I'll pick it up a Shout Engine, but, oh, I don't like a Shout Engine, so I'm going to, you know, where do I get yeah. my description from and stuff? I mean, it'll still be available, obviously, on uh, iTunes, but this will also encompass... Yeah. Uh, Anything else we want to do, so you know, we'll be able to advertise our T-shirt right on our own website. Um, we'll be able to, you know, put a link to Wizard Amusement, our sponsor, you know, directly from our website. That's um, right. Uh, so the format just—it um, seems that a lot of uh, pinball podcasts that are out there at the moment tend to use a blog format um, as the way to do websites, and there are some limitations in that format. So, you know, you, you rather than having a page format, you actually have a post format. So we can get around that by just pinning some posts at the top with like the regular information. And then as you scroll down the list, you'll see the latest episode. So it's sort of like having um, advertisements in a yeah. way <laughs> on the website, but you know, just for those people who want to know more about the shirts and stuff, we want to have that information up there um, all the time. Yeah. So the other thing is that, you know, we could actually do it so those posts are filtered down the list and every time we make a new blog post, we just link to it. Right. So that's another option as well. There's plenty of ways that we can actually do it. And as the site goes live, it should be live in the next couple of weeks. Um, so when the site does go live, we'd love to hear your feedback about it and uh, and let us know what works for you and how you like to use the site and, and all that sort of thing. Uh, so... Yeah, it'll be good to get it done. It's been a long time coming. Long time but- coming, and uh, obviously we we very much appreciate those of you that uh, you know helped contribute by purchasing a blockade shirt. If anybody else wants to continue to contribute uh, and only make things better, uh, we've got other things we'd like to uh, to purchase and apply towards this podcast. Um, plus, just pay the continual annual fee that uh, is maintaining the site and or uh, our domain name. So uh, please continue going to represent.com forward slash blockade dash shirt and you can buy your own blockade t-shirt and uh, help contribute to this so again thank you so much to everybody that already has purchased a shirt it's uh we, yeah, we in a variety of fashionable colors it, yeah now it's available in colors too um, <laughs> yeah uh so uh there was discussion about uh, obviously we know what the rest of season five pretty much is mm. and there was discussion about what your wish lists or, or what your predictions for season six are. And so I decided since uh, me and Jared are both under NDA contracts with, uh, with Farsight. So once we learn something, we can no longer discuss it. <laughs> well, oftentimes we find out about tables well in advance. And so it kind of kills the fun of guessing what's coming up because we know. <laughs> and, yeah. and, if all of a sudden we're quite obviously dodging certain titles, that might be a clue or whatever. So I decided yeah, right. to uh, join in the fun since we're, er, you know, what, just slightly over halfway through season five, and there's been no announcements of season six other than obviously with Doctor Who passing the Kickstarter that'll be in season six. 
Um, now's my time that I'll be able to make predictions without uh, fear of lawyers. Yes. <laughs> so this is more of a uh, season six wish list for me than it is a uh, prediction, but some of it is kind of prediction based. I'm just going to rattle through these real quick. And uh, Jared, you can comment what you think. Okay. Uh, so number one, Swords of Fury, because, hey, Wayfun System 11 machine. And uh, it was kind of one of the highlights of the Arcade Expo. Yeah, Swords, Swords of Fury is great. Um, again, it's that era of table where they really pay a lot of attention to the sound on it yeah. for what it was able to do in the time. It's just really dynamic in the way it sounds. And it's a good multi-level play field game as well. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it's also it's kind of, it's kind of a side to side shooter, not in a, Oh, we're making the ball go side to side to make the ball drain, but in order to make shots, you're shooting the ball side to side. So kind of, kind of a little bit different gameplay there. It is a little unique. Um, then I decided to go with uh, eight ball deluxe. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, I may have convinced Norman of this table finally at Arcade Expo. Some people were like, well, no, it's no way it got poo-pooed because Farsight clearly went with uh, Q-Ball Wizard for a reason. And my argument to that is, yeah, but they had never played a ball deluxe. That's right. We have since, we have since rectified that. So um, anyway, and that's who, what's, my... What's wrong with having another pool-themed table? In I mean, I'd love to see Breakshot appear in the... Um, the collection as well. It's another great pinball is pinball. riddled with card game bowling and uh, pool. pool. Yeah. Strangely enough, we don't have any bowling yet in TPA. So uh, not yet. Not yet. That should be, we need, we need that rectified, right? The closest thing we can get to bowling, I think in, in TPA would be Flintstones because it has that little mini bowling um, uh, rink in it that you can shoot. Um, well, I, I actually really like, uh, well, I shouldn't say really like, but I like <laughs> Gottlieb's 300. I wouldn't mind seeing that in. Well, I haven't played that. It's it's a little bit different of a of a table. Um, yeah, right. So I, I, it's just got some cool back glass functions going on with uh, uh, all sorts of various balls and stuff. Anyway, look oh, it up. Cool. It's kind of interesting. Um, that didn't make my list, though. <laughs> um, next, I say Pinball Magic, because if they do a Capcom, I'm betting that'll be the first one they do. Yeah, because it's great. There's something about Capcom tables, again, from a sound perspective, they're superior in a lot of ways to um, Belly Williams. Uh, they've just got this... It's the sound system they've used in the tables, and I don't know if it's going to come over to, like, a TPA if it ever happens, but it's like they've they really haven't cheaped out on the speakers in them. They're, when you crank them up, yeah. they sound amazing. And Pinball Magic is no exception. It's a... The Capcom way of doing sounds is quite staccato as well, so it will actually interrupt the flow of music and do a sting and then go back into the flow of music, whereas mm-hmm. um, Belly Williams tables tend to like have the sting play over um, the uh, the main soundtrack a little bit more. So it's a very uh, engaging way of presenting sound in a pinball machine. I think it's very cool, and the gameplay on that is fun as well. It's quite hard to get to the wizard mode on that. Yeah, quite. <laughs> um, uh, then I have what I want everybody to jump on the bandwagon for, and I will continually uh, harp on this one, which is Vector. Um, again, I just think it's uh, it's just one of the true highlights of 600 tables that were in a room. So <laughs> um, we need a Bally wide body machine. I know everybody wants Paragon. Or Space Invaders. Which, 
Well, I'd take Paragon over Space Invaders. I really don't like Space Invaders, and plus, uh, we'll never get the R package for that. No, um, <laughs> it's a total breach of Geiger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm leaning more towards wanting, like, Embryon or Medusa, um, especially since we now have the zipper flippers in Fireball. Medusa has the zipper flippers, too, but now okay. it's in, you know, pin, uh, wide body. And when I say wide body, if you've never touched a Bally wide body from that era, they are wide. They are oh, man. very they're big. huge. Yeah, they're huge. I remember stepping up to to Space Invaders when I was like fifteen, and the thing is, it's about as wide. I think it feels about as wide as um, Genie does yeah. in real life. Yeah, no, I think like it is of that huge, nature. huge tables. Yeah. So anyway, I just I hope that we get a belly wide body of some sort. My preference, like I said, would be for something like Embryon, but. Yeah. Um, obviously, we know we're getting Doctor Who. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, and regenerated as well, which is going to be interesting. Right. To see what they what they can pull out with that. Uh, I will. Uh, the other table I will continually harp about until I get it, which is uh, Roller Games. Roller Games simply, <laughs> simply needs to be go for the wall. Flip, <laughs> don't flip. Um, <laughs> I still haven't had, had a chance to play it. I have not had a chance to play that one at all. Uh, you're going to love it when you do. Um, it's then, another one of that era. I think it's, uh, Roll Games is the same era as Taxi around no, that time. No, later. Is later. Is later. It, this is Black Knight 2000 area. Ah, that, yeah, that sort of era of sound as well. That's, I was going, it's, basically, oh, that's right. it's basically right before DMDs came yeah. in. Yeah, yep. And they were pushing that System 11. Um, hardware to its yeah. maximum. Yeah. yeah, they really knew how to like get around that architecture, and they were going, "Yeah, we can really push this to like with an inch of what's capable. What's capable of? It's very cool." Um, then we need, of course, a a big license table that doesn't require a Kickstarter. So yeah. my pick is a giant mnemonic. Um, I wouldn't be sad if it was the Shadow, but I'm kind of leaning towards either of those two. Uh, Johnny and Mike is one that is just super ridiculous scoring. I can never get into it. Um, but the shadow would be something I'd be quite interested in. It's uh, got a lot of quite cool features. That mega long drop target for yeah. the lock. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sanctum, I think it's called, is very cool. And also a real mongrel if you have a real-life table and you need a replacement for it because <laughs> <laughs> they're very hard to get. Uh, but the, uh, the upper play field is very cool with that kicker rather than flippers. Yeah, it's um, it it's quite hard to control that. Um, you have to really dial yourself in to yep. control it well. It's fun. And game. it's one of those features that was uh, stolen for one of the Zen pinball tables. Um, yeah, it was. And I'm oh, trying to think which that. table it was. It was a marble table. I can't remember it either. But you're right. You know what I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about, though. We honestly, stole it. Um, uh, to play homage to it. Yes. Um, yeah. instead of having an actual Gottlieb table. Uh, since they tend to be putting one in per season, I'm going to go the Alvin G route and say, let's put in garage band instead. Yeah. That's quite a fun game. If you've had a chance to play it, mm-hmm. um, it's a, a lot of the Elven G tables are actually quite fun. I think that if rumor is correct, we'll be getting the Elven G soccer ball, uh, right. in, in this season. Correct. Um, that in itself is, is a unique, a rather unique table. But the thing about, um, Elven G tables is they, they, they took a. Uh, they didn't really go down the same path as Gleeb, even though it was made by one of the the brothers. I think uh, the company is one of the 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 brothers. It's still Gottlieb, 
one of the Gottlieb boys, but it's a different um, Gottlieb than Gottlieb Premier. Um, and yeah, they've got some different design ideas with the tables, and they're, they're worth checking out. And then uh, last but not least, my number 10 table, what would it be without having NBA fast break? Um, and why I am semi-encouraged <laughs> that something could be done is because of what they're planning on doing with Doctor Who Regenerated. If yeah. they're able to com- make a completely, what they mentioned was instead of doing a DMD, they might do a video screen. Yeah. Um, if they can get away with doing that, they could actually do something to NBA Fast Break. Um, but again, I don't know what the contract issues is. Maybe they have to have the original version available, and then they can do you know something funky. Then they with can it. rework it. Yeah, pretty much like right. all the other ones they've they've redone, like um, turning uh, uh, Haunted House into Ghostbusters, and um, you know doing that reskin. I think they you might be right. They might have to have the table already released before they can do that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good. That wouldn't be a bad season at all. I'm having a look at. Um, I agree with all of those ones. Certainly, um, uh, I would like Swords of Fury as well. Um, and I think some of those earlier tables, like Eight Ball Deluxe, and um, definitely like something a little bit different, like a wide body, would be a really good addition to the collection. I'd really like to see Bonsai Run, basically because I've never played it before, <laughs> and it would be great. The only, the closest I've come to playing it. Um, is the um, paranormal in mm-hmm. because that's the only way I can get one of those vertical play fields. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see it. It will be a fun game. Again, that's the same sort of era as Black Knight 2000, I think. Um, that one is a few years earlier. This would be uh, yeah, like uh, I think it's 87, so you're close to Earthshaker. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's still pretty uh, right around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good sound package yeah, on those tables. I, honestly, I would take, well, and I hope that we'd get every single System 11 yeah, machine. I It'll love all the System Elevens. There's something about it, eh? They just they've got this charm about them that yeah. make them just like you want to go back and play some more. Yeah. Um, and they're really good. So I'm actually having a look at the Pinside Top 100 at the moment, scrolling past all the Stern ones because I think we pretty much agree that yeah, they'll be in the Stern app if we ever get them. Yeah. Um, so um, <laughs> just looking at the Top 100, and it's surprising to see how many uh, Pinball Arcade tables are in the Top 100. We're pretty mm-hmm. spoiled. Um, mm-hmm. So the ones that... But that's where I also kind of thinking, we need to start thinking outside what the top 100 ranked tables are because a lot of that is also what's fun to own. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and what's fun to collect. And let's start getting into what's fun to... In terms of pinball arcade, you have to think about what is fun to play in play. pinball arcade where you're going to be able to make the ball go a lot longer than you would in real life. Yeah, you've got to have that staying power on the table. Yeah, uh, It really... Um, does need to be longevity. I would wouldn't mind as a pinball machine um, and a fun one to play. Stargate is actually one that I rank pretty highly. It's a mm. godly and it's a godly premiere, so you know take that as you may. But I used to play that a lot when it was in the arcade, a, a lot, and it has some of the steepest ramps I've ever seen on a pinball machine ever. Yeah, um, but they're pretty much vertical. I don't know how the ball gets up sometimes, <laughs> but it's it's got a lot of cool features on it. And I actually just saw Stargate on TV the other night. And again, I go, oh, it'd be great if I could find a Stargate because at the time I didn't when it was out in the arcades, I didn't see the movie, so I had no references to all the stuff oh, okay. that was happening. So yeah, it didn't quite get that. But yeah, for me, I'd really like to see Breakshot in the collection as well. 
that will be a really good um, one for me to see in there. Another Capcom, uh, 1996 Capcom. Um, the thing I like about that table is it's so simple, yet it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff to shoot for. And the the DMD animations actually emulate reels. So it actually mm-hmm. looks like the reels are turning on the, the back uh, glass, which is really cool. It's a nice little feature. Um, what else am I seeing here? Um, so... Well, I know a lot of people are asking for fire, which that's one of those tables that I don't think is going to be much fun as they think it is in TPA. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, it's just one of those, one of those I things. I mind um, Blackwater 100 or Blackwater 300. And again, that's one that I, it's 100 and I don't think it's going to translate to a 2D uh, screen. It's even in, even in person, I had a hard time figuring out where the heck the ball was actually going to be going. Mm. So, uh, because it's so deep, it is an incredibly deep, uh, you know, the depth of the table from where the top ramp to the bottom of the table is. Um, I mean, you'd almost, you'd almost have to throw things out of focus depending on where the ball is. But then when you got multi-ball going on, how would you do that? It, I, I have my doubts on how that would translate personally. Um, and again, if you're going to do a motorcycle racing thing, I want Bonsai Run before I ever want to see Blackwater. <laughs> right. Okay. The other so. one would be interesting. I don't know if they do it because I'm, again, I'm not totally sure how similar the playfields are, but Centaur 2. Uh, Centaur 2 is. It would They're identical. Like, They're identical, are they? It's, it's the exact same thing. It's just in a different cabinet body. Ah, right. Okay. That's so all. They wouldn't do yeah. that. No. Yeah. No. So. <clears throat> Hey, uh, let's let's uh, let's table some things for next time because we don't want to uh, shoot our wad here and uh, have nothing to talk about for next week. No, absolutely <laughs> not. That might have to go pick up my kid. Um, yeah. So you know, <laughs> so you know, life, those yeah. things. Um, and I didn't get to my uh, wonderful story about uh, one of our uh, friends of the show and uh, uh, forum members on Pinball Arcade fans. I wanted to talk about his crazy hospital stay. Um, because he uh, suffers from epileptic seizures, and the the trials that he just went through to figure out the root of it all was quite uh, quite harrowing. Quite so, extreme. Yeah, I think we'll also I'll make sure I get to that uh, instead of talking about snacks next we'll podcast. Maybe we'll talk about this. Yeah, um, that's right. yeah. So hey, uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter at Blockade is the uh, the main thing you should be following, and then you can follow uh, myself at Shut Your Traps or Jared at Jared Morgs. Uh, yep. and you can get our own personal takes and stuff like that. But uh, we appreciate all your support. We appreciate your listenership. And we shall see you all again next week. So yeah. take it easy. Take it easy and uh, hasta la vista. Later. WizardAmusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own the table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast and receive 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't prove unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.